Welcome to the Counselor Podcast Power 50 series, where we speak to some of the most influential executives in the promo products market. The in-depth conversations are sure to be revealing and informative. This week on the Counselor Podcast Power 50 series, we welcome in Jeff Letterer from Crimeline onto the podcast. Jeff is a perennial member of our Power 50 list, and we're going to get his views on the market and where it's headed. So let's welcome in Jeff Letterer. Jeff, how are you today? Doing great, thank you. Excited to be here. Great. Now, so let's uh, jump into the questions. Um, and the first one is a kind of an outlook for the promotional products market and where you think we're headed. Uh, what is your outlook for the industry over the next year or so? Well, I have a pretty positive outlook. I think the stronger companies that are focused on compliance, like Prime, those that are investing in inventory and infrastructure and customer service, those are the ones that are really going to thrive. I think there's going to be con- some consolidation that you've seen. Uh, in the last year or so, there's been a few acquisitions. Uh, Prime uh, has last year did three acquisitions. You've seen some uh, earlier this year, and I think you're going to continue to see some. I think those are the things that are really driving the, the industry. There's less uh, major growth through uh, or organic growth, but you'll see a lot of these types of roll-ups in the industry in the years to come. Now, why do you think uh, why do you think acquisitions have uh, have been so prominent o- over the last year or so? I know you said you guys have done a few. Obviously, others have as well. Uh, why do you think that is kind of a trend in the market right now? You know, coming off of the two thousand eight and nine recession, I think people were not positioned to sell their companies. They wanted to have a a growth strategy to build more value in their companies. They're starting to feel that value right now. And we're looking for partners or companies to acquire. And that's sort of the nature of the companies that we've looked at. Those that are, are really on the upswing have come out of the the recession in a positive way, but really are at the point where their resources are scarce and they want to use the engine of a prime to be able to go to the next level and see their brand and their company go to the next level with a company like prime mm-hmm. sure uh, let me turn to the subject of e-commerce it's obviously uh, an important one and one that's getting a lot of attention recently our state of the industry reported counselor magazine estimates that about 16 percent of overall distributor revenues are generated via e-commerce how do you see that number changing in the coming years I think that number is going to go up, but it's going to be confusing. It's going to be blended with traditional distributors that have an e-commerce model. I think even some of the e-commerce companies, and I put that in quotes, e-commerce distributors, if you will, are, are hybrids, and, and so there's, not, there's no pure play e-commerce company. I mean, you'll see that with an Amazon as an example. They're, they're a pure play. They're dabbling, I guess, in the industry, um, or, or Vistaprint, or... Uh, the, the cafe presses of the world. Right. Those, those are more the, and, and those are our fringe industry players that uh, are that get away from the typical distributor supplier model. Mm-hmm. And there's no guarantee that that model is going to work. Right. Uh, do you think that the, the hybrid approach that you referenced there, you know, having both e-commerce and uh, the the you know traditional face-to-face, is going to be the the model that that wins out in the coming years? I think that this business is about relationships. I haven't seen anything that would show that relationships get completely supplanted with 
technology. Mm-hmm. Now, certainly that's happening, and it's going to continue to happen. The millennials who don't want to do anything face-to-face, those are the folks that are making a lot of the buying decisions uh, as the years go by in, in corporate America. So you're going to – but at the end of the day, you need someone to guide you. It's, unless someone wants a basic commodity item, you don't need – a face-to-face interaction to buy a, a 12-cent pen. Right. But maybe you need face-to-face interaction if you want to have a strategy with what you're using uh, in terms of dollars for advertising and how you're using your advertising dollars with promotional products, online advertising, and, and any other way end users use to promote their company. Promotional products, again, are the uh, for the most part, are the only form of advertising where the end user recipient will say thank you for being targeted with an advertising message. So from that standpoint, promotional products do need that uh, hand-holding of, of those that are buying the products sure. uh, to show the value of promotional products. Sure. Uh, well, e-commerce is obviously a challenge for some companies in the industry. It's an opportunity for others. Uh, but what do you think are the biggest challenges that companies in the promotional products market face today? Well, again, it, whether you're supplier or distributor, it's a different answer. So speaking from suppliers, I think the biggest challenge is the inventory needs. I think mm-hmm. having enough cash to invest in the inventory, which only a small number of companies really have the ability like Prime to invest in, in large inventories and, and be able to service customers at, at a high level. There's a very small number of companies that can do that. I think there's a, a global footprint also going on when end users need support globally uh, through the distributor. They, they need a, uh, a service partner to be able to have global clients, and someone like Prime can help a distributor with their company that has a global presence. Right. Uh, and, go ahead, sorry. Yeah. And from a distributor perspective, I think their challenges are – Focusing and narrowing their supplier choices, and that's what we're seeing as well. Compliance is a given these days, but yet a lot of distributors can't get their salespeople to target their purchases to protect them uh, from the liabilities of of product safety and compliance. Mm -hmm. And so the principles of most distributors are really focusing on compliance, and that's why working with a prime, giving them the peace of mind, and that's why we're on one of their... We're, we're, you know, we're a preferred uh, supplier for, for many, many distributors because of compliance, because of service, because of inventory, because we have the whole package. Right. And there's only a small number of suppliers like Prime that really have the entire package. And, and the distributors do have a choice. They have a choice to use suppliers like us that, that can give them the peace of mind and service them. Or they can use smaller companies that there are levels of risk. Mm-hmm. And there's also small suppliers that are very good as well that 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 uh, that I think can succeed as well in this market. So you're not just beating the small guy down, right? <laughs> to the contrary, I actually <laughs> want to kidding. embrace. I, I want to embrace the small guy. I think that's where we can help with their brands, putting their companies through our engine to help make them the, their dreams and what they want to do with their company a reality a little quicker with doing the deals that we've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, look, I think it, it is tongue-in-cheek. The, the bigger you are, the more complex it is, but we try to keep a very flat management structure and a very s- a small approach where we like to consider ourselves like a neighborhood supplier, a small supplier, 
Uh, in the scheme of things, in terms of businesses, we are a small business, but in, in this industry, we might be a little bit bigger than, than others. But to me, it's the, if we surround ourselves with a, a network of other really good suppliers, small, medium, and large, yeah. this industry is going to be successful, sure. continue to be successful, I should say. Sure. Well, looking ahead even a little bit further, uh, how do you think the industry will be different uh, 10 years from now, uh, you know, from compared to today? Well, don't I wish I really knew that answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, there's going to, online, I think the, the friction with placing orders to suppliers is going to get eliminated over time. Mm -hmm. I think the, uh, whether it's through EDI protocols or XML or with just uh, streamlining the order process, it's going to uh, make the ordering process much easier. So what that looks like, I don't know. I think the thing that threatens a supplier is an overseas company uh, in China, let's say, offering the same services that we offer. What is our equalizer is the fact that we can get it done very quickly and we don't have to worry about the shipping costs from overseas. So to the extent that shipping costs from overseas came down dramatically, I mean, the whole world's going to be different at that point. Right. Uh, so that would be the only thing that I could see. If, if somehow someone figured out the, sh uh, the shipping issues to get it from China or India or Pakistan or, or whatever country to the U.S. in a much more economical way and do it in a quick way, you know, that could be a game changer. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't underestimate what Amazon is doing to try to get you something delivered within one, within one hour. Sure. I mean, so if they can throw money at the problem and they can figure that out and, and create a new model and a new infrastructure. And look what UPS and FedEx have done over the years. They've enabled businesses like us to really uh, thrive because we all have services that, you know, in our case, we, we can have an order today uh, on a Monday, let's say, and have it delivered on a Tuesday, that's because of FedEx and UPS. So mm -hmm. imagine as that gets a little bit more sophisticated from China to the U.S. And, and it's happening today. I mean, you see what uh, Alibaba, I mean, they have a model that, that works like this. It's not as seamless as I'm envisioning it, but over, it's going to get, the friction to do business is going to get less and less. It's going to get easier to do business globally uh, as it has and as we've seen over the last bunch of years. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, well, switching gears a little bit, you talked um, a little bit ago about uh, today's buyer and millennials making decisions and how that can affect uh, the, the way that things are sold in this industry. Um, let me ask you this. Do you think distributors today are doing enough to really appeal to the needs of today's buyers? I sure hope so. I mean, we, haven't, we, don't, we don't have a, a front seat to that. I have to think that those that I know in the industry that relate to millennials. I, I, I see people promoting to millennials, but I don't really have enough front seat to have a sense for what distributors are doing day in and day out, but I have to believe there's enough sophisticated distributors that are trying to target all different levels of and customers in different demographics. So I, I, I don't really have an answer to that other than I have to believe that there's enough smart people to make a decision and, and, and target in the right way. Gotcha. All right, well, how about we uh, we close out with a little bit of levity, have a few questions that are more fun than the seriousness we've had so far. I thought we've been having a ton of fun. Oh, well, we were. It's just a different brand of fun, I guess. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, let's start with this. Uh, who's the business leader that you respect the most? You know, it's hard not to look at Steve Jobs and his vision mm-hmm. and what he's done with Apple and say, wow, I, I respect that. I don't necessarily respect the way he goes about managing or went about managing and 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 his demonstrative style, but uh, someone having such a incredible vision like he had is something I you can't not respect right. to the end of the world. To right. The end of the earth. And now there's this new movie coming out about him. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I did read today though, and that it uh, people are questioning the the accuracy of it. So. Watch out with that. Well, who wouldn't? <laughs> there you go. All right, next, where did you go on your most recent vacation? Went to, well, Turks and Caicos with my, my kids and my my wife and some friends, and then I went on a pseudo-vacation to Nice with uh, my wife and also some other international business associates. So it was business, but a very light business and a really uh, fun uh, trip with uh, very – uh, great taste of France. With we, we drove these cars through the French Alps, and wow. it was just spectacular. It was really fun. Very cool. All right, you made you, yeah. you got me sitting here very jealous. So it was it was just an experience to remember. So nice. That sounds good. All right, yeah. next, what tech item item can you simply not do without? My iPad. Yeah. I, I hate to say, but as soon as I wake up in the morning, it's the first thing I look at, and you know whether it's reading news or reading emails or looking at company stats i just grab it it's just the first thing i do and um, so i guess i can't live without that there you go don't tell my kids though because they can't either (laughs) so nobody can leave home without the ipad right i know i know (laughs) all right lastly before we let you go what is your favorite promotional product well that's just sort of teeing it up for me here my favorite one is our new mop topper pen (laughs) which is kind of a cute little pen, pen that we have that uh, has the microfiber hair to clean a screen. It just puts a smile on my face. It puts a smile on those that see it. It's fun. It's different. It's you know not the typical promotional item. So my favorite promotional item du jour is this uh, mop topper, but um, I'm a little bit biased. There you go. Well, promotional products are supposed to be fun. So I hope so, yeah. That certainly uh, qualifies. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Well, thanks very much for uh, for giving us some time today and for being our guest on the Counselor Podcast Power 50 series. My pleasure. Thanks very much. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. This has been the latest installment of the Counselor Podcast Power 50 series. To listen to more podcasts, go to asicentral.com slash podcast.